ladies and gentlemen. For what? We have two lively old men here. Two lively old men. We have lots of stuff to talk about. Really? That's right. Like what? Rock and roll and blues. Rock and roll? Anything you think of. Anything you can think of? So listen up. Lively old men, we're free falling here. Little Tom Petty. Cause I'm free, free falling. Um, so uh last episode we didn't really do a lot of music talk per se. We just kind of got going and lost track of time. And next thing I know, holy shit, we gotta stop. So yeah, there's a limit on these podcasts right now, but we're gonna be working on that yeah. to better our podcasts. And um we get going though sometimes and we don't even we don't realize how long we've been going. So yeah, I mean, sometimes we know we talk about music, and we kind of want to be a musical like podcast, but you know, we're just a couple of deadheads. Well, yeah, it, I guess depending on how you want to put that, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally, and you know, as following the band, Eric's a deadhead that way too. Me, not so much. But. Well, I've got some literal deadheadedness going on too. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of '80s that are like really fuzzy, or if not black. So, but as much bad stuff as I say about the dead, um, I do appreciate them a lot, and I know they are a talented band, and I know they got good music. I know Eddie Van Halen appreciated Jerry Garcia. I saw him uh, make an honor of him on the uh, ooh, what was that comedian's name at a late night show? Oh. David Letterman. David Letterman. How can I forget him? He's my favorite. But I mean, anyway, I got that right. When I'm under pressure, yeah. like I just forget everything. I can't help it. You know. All right. Well, I'm gonna throw some pressure on you. Give me. Doesn't have to be in a particular order. But just give me what you think might be one of your favorite male voices in rock and roll music. Voices. Yeah. You know, give me a couple. Okay. I'm gonna go with, of course, I've said this before. I'm gonna go with Freddie Mercury. Queen, because he would just everything he did was great. Um, I can't imagine all the stuff he could have put out if you know AIDS didn't get him. Um, I'm gonna say one that Erica's probably gonna say because he's one of my favorites, also, and he always has been. And I've one of the first songs I've learned on guitar was Bad Company, and that's Paul Rogers. Um, I think he's one of the best front men. Mick Jagger's definitely the best one of the best frontmen of all time. And me and Eric were talking about the difference between frontman and the best singer or the best voice. And yes, I'm, getting actually. A, I'm actually getting them mixed up right now. Um, just cause that singer has a great voice doesn't mean he's a good showman on stage and vice versa. Just cause they're a good showman on stage doesn't necessarily mean they have a good voice. Like Mick Jagger is a, one of the best frontmen ever. Yes. His voice may not be the greatest in the world. I don't mind it at all, but I know I people either. that aren't 
But either way, I just saw some stuff of him this last tour they've been doing. The dude still moves in ways that would probably hurt my ass. I might, my knee might go out of joint or something. Oh yeah. And the dude's over 70 years old. Yeah. But he's almost 80. They're just the way he jives. And I'm like, damn, he can still do shit. Yeah. I would hurt myself. He's great. In my opinion. Skinny as a rail, but (laughs) I think they all are. But Freddie Mercury definitely, as far as singing wise. Freddie could do it all. Yeah. He's a good showman and a, a great singer. Great voice. You know, um, could be argued the best rock and roll voice, male rock and roll voice ever. I could be argued anyway. Yes, yes, and I agree. And I wonder if he would still be alive if we would still have his voice. Yeah, and we've talked about that. Like we said, guys who still put on a good show maybe not have the best voice, and then of course they end up losing the whole. You know, David Lee Roth can't sing anywhere near like he used to. Right. So, but he could put on a show on stage. Yeah. So I mean. You know, he might have at one time. He might have been one of the best frontmen. Yeah, exactly. He was so energetic. So energetic. Matter of fact, the whole band Van Halen, they were energy. Yep. I mean, when they came out, they just they just came out just going, and they didn't stop. Even Michael Anthony, they all it was they were one of the most energetic bands I can think of. Of course, I'm going to say that because you know everybody knows by now if they listen for a while what I think about Van Halen. And everybody knows I may not be to Derek's level, but I'm 1A right behind him with Van Halen. Yes. If you look at my list of songs I have that on my library, I think Van Halen has the most songs on there. I was going to ask you a question, Eric. Um, when we were talking before, we were talking about favorite songs, and you said Imagine is probably your second favorite song of all time. Right. What's your first? Oh, it's a Grateful Dead song, actually. And it's off a particular album of theirs because that version I like the best of all the versions I've heard because they do all kinds of versions. It's called Broke Down Palace. Oh, yes. You've told me this. Yeah. Now, did I ask you this before and I'm just spacing it out? Or? Could be. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe you didn't listen to the podcast if I did ask before. I don't think I did, though. It might have been just you and me chatting. Yeah. And I was going to say, you remember, oh, you were talking about that rap concert that killed a bunch of people? Right. Um, uh, back in 1979, 11 people were killed at a Who concert. Yes. Festival seating. Um, right. And this has happened periodically throughout time, you know, um, uh, the, you know. But that's pretty a lot of people, 11 people. I mean, wasn't as much as that route concert, but it's close. And it's blamedly, mostly to blame festival seating, everybody trying to work their way to the front, and people getting smashed and ran over. And I've been to lots of shows that were festival seating in my life, but I don't think I was ever at one where I was worried about getting crushed. Because there was one where I knew to get away from the front once I knew who was coming up next, you know. Steve Perry was going to be on with Journey next and all the women would be rushing the stage. So me and my brother said, okay, we'll watch the rest of this on the big screen in the back. Right. <laughs> Imagine if you were the band, though, how that would affect you. Well, I've I've seen or heard live performances of different bands that you can hear them making comments about, you know, keep these people back and whatnot and saying yeah. something to the security that's down below and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah, it could be kind of scary, I would think. Yeah. I mean, there's only, let's say, five of you guys up there. And there's thousands yeah. pushing forward. Yeah, that would that could be freaky. Yeah, especially these days. I mean, people are so much more crazier than they used to be. You know? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why things seem to have changed when it comes to that. Have you ever heard of Screaming Jay Hawkins? Yes, I have. He's like that. Uh, he was like the first shock singer, or what we call him. Like uh, he was a black man. He had like a yes. bone in his nose, and he's saying like, "I put a spell on you because right. you're mine." 
Yes, uh, Michael Tran at work turned me on to Screaming Jay Hawkins. We were having a discussion about uh, music and old music and stuff, and he made the comment. You ever heard this guy? I said, no. So he sent me a link to Screaming Jay. He was a character, that guy. Yeah. Did you know he fathered 75 children? Woo! <laughs> Damn! And his dying wish is that all his children, you know, get together and find each other on his dying wish. And they started a website, and 33 kids out of the 75 actually were related and got together. Uh, they couldn't find the rest, I guess. 75? 75 kids. No, I'm going to say it's probably not all the same woman. But still. Screaming Jay Hopkins. If screaming man spurting his load all over every chick he can find. He was busy he was man. He was a busy, 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 busy man. Yeah, he whipped up a few batches. <laughs> At least 75. <laughs> all right, back to voices. Back to voices. Chris Cornell. Oh, man. He's my favorite. I love Chris Cornell. Of course, I'm going to tell you everybody's my favorite that I like on this list. Um, Chris Cornell's my favorite. Freddie Mercury's my favorite. Uh, yeah, Chris, what you've said is on my list. So Chris Cornell has just got so many different levels of his singing. I mean, uh, so those of you who may not know who Chris Cornell is, he was the lead singer of Soundgarden back in the 90s. Yeah, and he was in a, a couple other bands. Yes. Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Um, but his voice is fabulous. What was that band he was in with? Uh, Fabulous. He sang Heaven. Uh, it was with the singer from uh, Pearl Jam. I'm not sure I know the name of the band. I remember they did some stuff. I forgot the name. And I would know it if I wasn't under pressure. I just know it. <laughs> but I forget everything when I'm talking on a fucking microphone. I don't know why. In Derek's head, he's got Freddie, Freddie uh, Mercury singing under pressure. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Do, 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 do. No, I got ice, ice, baby. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> How about, uh, let's say, let's throw another. Oh, Steven Tyler. Man, Steven Tyler is the man. And Steven Tyler is 75 years old, probably. And can so, still hit those notes. Sit those. I sit those notes. <laughs> he can shit those notes right out. He can, can't he? Let me tell you, Steven Tyler is amazing. And, uh, all Aerosmith's amazing, actually. And I love everybody in that band. And it's one of my favorite top bands. And I put them on my top 10 bands of all time. How about yeah. that? Aerosmith, really? Okay. I can't I can't know where I'm going to put them. They're probably going towards the top, towards the 10. But <laughs> I love Aerosmith, you know? They got a lot of stuff, a lot of like throwaway songs, though. Like when I get an Aerosmith album, not all of them. Some of them have hit through and through. But some albums... Are far and few between good songs. Well, that's not unusual for bands that have been around that many years and yeah. put out that many albums. Yeah. I mean, you're not always going to hit on everything. So, and sometimes you want to do a specific style of music that maybe you know is not going to be a big seller popularity wise, but that's always what you've always wanted to do a blues album or something. So, yeah, I've always wanted to play a blues album or I've always wanted to do a jazz type album or something. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, uh, Foo Fighters did that uh, Bee Gees album. And I've heard some of the songs, and I love the Foo Fighters, but I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. That's <laughs> not hitting the chord with me. Right. But he's always, Dave Grohl, and actually I think uh, Taylor Hawkins have always wanted to do something like that. Well, you so, know, that's cool that they just experiment. I yeah. Mean, Chris Cornell did a lot of a lot of experiment too. I mean, he, remember he did uh, Nothing Compares to You. 
which was oh that's right a prince song yeah that prince wrote and then Senna, what was her name Senna o'connor yeah she, um she made it big. she made it popular with that yeah. yeah and then she ruined her career by going on saturday Night live and ripping up a picture of the pope remember yeah i do remember that <laughs> shaved her head which i i mean that didn't bother me i'm sorry i don't care if i would have liked her i wouldn't i wouldn't give a shit that she yeah. tore up the picture of the pope i don't care who cares it's a picture yeah <laughs> i mean maybe she picked the wrong form to do it at but that happens yeah. i said so there's several times where it's like i don't really care what they did i think it might there's times i even agree with it but it's like yeah that's area to do it in may not have been the correct area to do it in but i think her heart was in the right place honestly just showing her opinion about whatever it is you know so well, there was some bad shit going on and she was against it and people were dying and she thought the pope had something to do with it pretty much and so she ripped him up <laughs> so a uh, name i have on my list scott wyland scott wyland's great i wouldn't put him in the top 10. he wouldn't be in my top 10 no but he's a voice i love i would I he might be my top 15. he's close so you know, it's 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 easy to do that until you start really thinking of people. And then that's when people start really moving around on the list. Oh, yeah. We've been going through your favorite guitar list and adding names to those for years now. <laughs> right. And we're going to keep adding. Yes. Uh, Robert Plant. You know, think about Robert Plant is, uh, well, I don't really know. Um, can he still sing? I've heard him sing like uh, more country, country bluegrass style now. Well, so I guess I don't I, think he sings like the Zeppelin voice anymore. I would put Robert Plant on the top, but he lost his voice fairly early, where he couldn't really hit the highs anymore. I mean, yeah, he he can't hit the highs anymore. Yeah, um, and I I say for what he con uh, contributed to music for sure, he's like one of the top singers. He's got a great voice, had a great voice, still does the way whatever he does, I'm sure. Um, but I like a, a, a singer that has longevity and can still do it, like Steven Tyler. That's just amazing that Steven Tyler can still do that. Or even like Mick Jagger. Yeah. I just, I mean, it amazes you because most people you hear about that you like, when you get a certain age, even you and I, when you get a certain age, you lose what you had voice-wise back in right. the day. When I'm 78... If I ran around like Mick Jagger, I wouldn't be able to sing, let alone talk. <laughs> I'd be out of breath. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd be one to lose my voice. I would just sit in, sit in a wheelchair and sing. You could sit in that chair that Dave Grohl sat in when he had that broken leg. Yeah, a throne. Zip, like. zip that throne, zip up and down the stage. Yeah. yeah. See how much better Axel, like I was telling you before, Axel Rose sounded really good when he sat in that because he wasn't running around. His fat ass wasn't running around. <laughs> and so he didn't lose his 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 voice it would be hard to be a lead singer in a big band like that and not run around that'd be hard for me well unless you can't physically do it that'd be hard for me it's hard for me to do the dishes and listen to music and not dance a little bit so. like we said we i asked you this and i remember what you said would you rather have the guy stand still and sound good or run around and put on a show but sound shitty i'd rather sound good part yeah yeah okay so who, in your opinion, is a great showman, but their voice is like, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Axel now can't run around, let alone sing as well. So, oh wow, gosh, you put me on the spot here. And you know, when you put me on the spot, my one bro, my one brain cell starts working overtime. 
so I'm gonna, uh, when I would go to the dead shows, people would oftentimes who hadn't gone, they would go, so is their stage show cool? And I'd say, they really don't do a stage show. They just stand and sing and play guitar. And there might be some stuff on a screen behind them going, but there's no jumping around or they stand with the mic and the mic's on a stand and they don't, there's none of that going on. They're all playing instruments. And Lynn, what are you watching? Well, you're watching all the people around you. That's what you're watching. And while you're listening <laughs> to dead music and enjoying it, you're watching all these thousands of people doing their shit. How many of them are on acid? I don't know, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> that would be interesting. People watching is great at those things. Oh, yes. That's part of why I like to go. I like the music, love the music, but it, it moved from just the music because they don't do a stage show, really. They might be some lights going on and stuff, but it's not It's not a stage show. There's Jerry wasn't jumping up around. Bob Weir's not jumping around. Nobody's jumping around. The right. drummer's not doing yeah, – they're just playing music. So there's nothing really to watch, but you watch the people because there's people high as fuck at these shows. You know, I know like this <laughs> – yeah, right, I know. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Acid heads and potheads. That's a part of what happens there, yes. Yeah. I like that, though. The first show I ever went to, I didn't realize that's was so going to be so prevalent. It would, caught me off guard. You know, I would say I'd like to experience that at least once in my life, but I don't really feel like I get the experience without Jerry Garcia around. I've been to Dead and Company, and it's not the same. Yeah, it's not. So, so I just feel like you know it'd just be a kind of a um, imitation of a of a. It's just another version, you know. Yeah. But John Mayer can play a hell of guitar, so. John Mayer's awesome. He can play a hell of guitar. Yeah. yeah. He can play anything, probably. He's played a lot of women. <laughs> He's <laughs> a, a lot player. of very famous women. He's a player. Yeah. I would too if I was him. Why not? Good you got him. anybody else you want to bring up when it comes to male voices that we didn't discuss? No, I'm, I know there's a lot of them that I, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not thinking of and I missed. And, um, you know, uh, but I mean, I didn't really write down any of my thoughts and I didn't go through like I usually do for that. So I'm not really, and my brain just not working today. That's because we're old. But I do have some some stuff for you. Yeah? Yeah, go ahead. So um, remember I was doing the segment called uh, Stump the Deadhead or yes. whatever one to call it. What are we going to call this? Well, that was called Stump the Deadhead because it was dead related. Okay. So we'll see what we're going to call this. Is can, this could be anything related? Well, I figured I'm going to just go ahead and give you the professional uh, badge of being a Grateful Dead professional. Even though you th say you're not, <laughs> you answer some questions that you didn't that know. That I didn't know I knew. That yes. you didn't know you knew. And like I said, yeah. when you answer questions that you don't know you know, then you're a professional. Okay? So you're a professional. I'm going to give you the professional deadhead. You're a professional deadhead. Do I get a ribbon? You're a pure deadhead. <laughs> okay. And Literally you, and figuratively. And I'll tie a yellow ribbon around your head. What color do you want the ribbon to be? No, yellow is not good, right? <laughs> Tie-dye. Like, it's supposed to be tie-dye. That's like tying a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree waiting for somebody to come home from like a war, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's not happening. Who is that? Tony Orlando? Yes. <gasps> Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yes. I, like I remember it. when that was popular. My mom loved that song. That's a pretty song. It was very popular back then. I was a little kid then. I liked it. Hey, do you know this song? We had joy, we had fun. With Seasons in the Sun. Who sang that? Um, um, it's always a tough one. Jeez, uh, I know it too. Who sang it? Uh, it's Terry Jacks. Yes. I was, I was thinking it's a guy, I can see his face. By the way, that song's on my hate list. I 
hate that yeah. song. Yeah. And, and it's so sad, too. I mean, what's that about? It's about him dying? I don't get it. You know, I don't want to die. I don't know. I, never, I don't think I've ever thought about that. With the birds flying in the sky. I don't think I've ever thought about it. Yeah. But yeah, I remember it was popular when I was a little kid. Sounds a grade like school kid. Sounds like he's got a disease and he's dying. And Could be. singing about it. And they had fun in Season of the Sun. I'll the, Never Forget You. Yeah. I don't know. Or You'll Never Forget Me. I don't know. I don't know, but what a suck-ass song. I don't know how that made the charts. <laughs> That's one of those that gets stuck in your head you wished hadn't. Okay, how about this question? What day did the music die? Um, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper got in a plane accident and they died, yes. Okay, so you got the people. Not all the people. Not all the people. You got no. a couple of them. But you know what year that was? Oh, um... If you can name the year, I'll just give it to you. If you can name the date, oh gosh. No, I don't know the date. I'll give you 69. Um, you're 10 years off. Oh, it so. was 1959, February okay. the 3rd. Yes, sir. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. How about this one? What is Little Richard's signature song? Signature song? Yes. What's his signature song? I don't know. Wop up a blue up a wall bamboo. Okay. Okay. I, I hadn't even thought about it being a signature song. Okay. Tutti Fruity. Okay. Tutti Fruity. Yeah. Which you are. A little Tutti Fruity, aren't you? I'm Tootie. <laughs> I'm Fruity, I guess. Tootie's that chick off that, uh, what was it, Facts of Life show or something back in the day? Tootie, little black girl with the pigtails. Her name was Tootie. Oh, yeah. Facts of Life. Yeah. 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 Tootie. Tootie, Natalie, and uh, yeah. Blair, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that show. Yeah, me too. We didn't have a lot to watch back then. It was after Different lot, Strokes. Not a lot of choices. Yeah. And I actually like Different Strokes. Yeah. Okay, what Beatle was the quiet one? The Ringo. Qu the quiet Beatle was George. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know what the nicknames for the rest of them were, but I know Paul was the cute one. He had a man crush on him? No, that's just what the girls oh, called him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I do kind of got a man crush on him. My man crush is on uh, Dave Grohl. So. I got a man crush on Richie Kotzen. Ah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> there we go. That makes more sense. What was the Beatles' most successful album? Sgt. Pepper. No, I think you're pretty close. It was the later albums, but it wasn't Sgt. Pepper. No, it wasn't Sgt. Pepper? It's the White Album. I was going to say the White Album. I thought, no, that's too obvious. It's got to be something different. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so what band was Jimmy Page in before Led Zeppelin? The Yardbirds. Good boy. Okay, name this band. Name this punk band. Oh. Johnny, Dee Dee, Joey, and Tommy. The Ramones. You got it, brother. Well, Derek, all you do is prove to me I'm smarter than I thought I was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first rock song to become world famous? The very first, you know, think back in the 50s. The first rock song to become world famous? Yep. Jailhouse Rock. Nope. It was a rock around the clock. Oh, gonna okay. Rock, 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 I see. Yeah. Gonna rock, gonna rock around the clock tonight. Happy Days. Yeah, Happy Days. <laughs> That's happy, not where it came remember from. Remember, Happy Days yeah. had two theme songs. Like yeah. Sunday, Monday, Happy, happy days. days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. days. Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we'll just sing theme songs on our podcast. That could be interesting. <laughs> 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 
We could fart it out. Okay, how about this? How many number one songs did Elvis have? And I'll give you a multiple choice. 18, 9, or 27? Not a big Elvis guy. Uh, 18. Good job. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. This guy is incredible. Give this guy a cigar. And well, I had a 33.3% chance of getting that right. <laughs> That's uh oh, we're doing math. That's not what we're doing this podcast for is math. <laughs> not at all. Oh, that's funny. You're funny. Um, so I think that's about it for my questions. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm good on my questions. You're and, good? Yeah. Did you know that uh, on the rock, I always bring up a rock, a shocking moments in rock and roll. And yeah, I already brought, I actually like this. I already brought up the scream of Jay Hawkins, and that was the, one of the shocking ones that he had 75 fucking kids. That's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, he was busy. But... <laughs> Another one was um, John Fogarty, and I think we talked. About I love this. John Fogarty because so in the eighties he came out with this, the the um, song Center Centerfield. Centerfield, yeah, yeah, I play that just before baseball season every year. It's a great song. I'm a big baseball fan, so yeah, and and I can see baseball fans loving that song, right? And even non baseball fans loving that song just because it's a great song, right? So he got sued by his record company that did Creedence. For sounding too much like CCR. Isn't he the founding member of CCR? He wrote all the songs. Brother, I guess, but yeah. He wrote all the songs. He wrote all the guitar licks. Most yeah. of the songs. So the, the band did contribute to other songs. But yeah, he, he was all the CCR. So to say that John Fogarty sounds like CCR is to say like John Fogarty sounds like John Fogarty. They were suing John Fogarty for sounding like John Fogarty. And it took the, <laughs> it took the jury like 20 minutes to say, this is stupid. This is just how the guy sounds, and they got rid of it. So when you go off and do your own thing, separate from your band, you have to make sure you sound different is what they're saying. How fucking lame. <laughs> Even though he was the main contributor to everything that was there. Yeah. Yeah. And and, he, and like the other band wrote some songs. There's a reason it's called Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Right. And not just called the Silver Bullet Band. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. CCR was John Fogarty. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah, he could have got anybody. As to play bass, anybody to play drums, and he would have still been great. Well, wasn't the first uh, Foo Fighters album instrumentally was all stuff that Dave Grohl did himself, and then he went and found an album, a bunch of guys, so he could go tour? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of like Boston, we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Schultz, is that who did that, or Brad Dell? Um, we talked about that. I, I, I don't I think, know those guys. I think it was Tom Schultz. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, it's. That is, they sound that way because that is him. He right. made it. Yeah. He made that sound. And that will be in a lot of cases. And did you know, uh, this is a, just another piece of information I came across when I was reading like Rock, I think it was Blabbermouth, one of those uh, sites. Yeah, I know that site. Did you know Motley Crue almost uh, fired when they were on that Russian tour? They were having a meeting and, and Mick Mars, no, it wasn't a Russian tour. It was the Ozzy Osbourne tour. Remember when Motley Crue toured with Ozzy Osbourne back in, that's 84, I think. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, the bass player for Ozzy went on the tour bus of Molly Crew, and vice versa. Mick Mars went on Ozzy's tour bus. Okay. And they were having a meeting in this is what he says. They were having a meeting on Molly Crew's tour bus about firing Mick Mars. Really? Yeah. They wanted to get a new guitar player 
reasons weren't said. Um, well, he's but, never had the greatest health. But this guy, but this was in there early when they like around they first. Started. Well, even early on though, from what I read, he never had the greatest health. So I wonder if that was had anything to do with it. Yeah, that's my first thing I thought of when you said that because he. I remember reading about them, and even way back when he's older than them to begin with, like by ten years. Right. And his health has no never been the best, from what I remember reading anyway. I could be wrong on that. No, I think you're right. But the basis he he was uh, the basis for Ozzy back then. His name was Bob Daisley, and his and he also played in. Um, remember the band Rainbow with Ronnie? Yes, Kinsu? I loved Rainbow. He's plays with Gary Moore. Gary Moore, Uriah yeah. Heat. So he's a well found bass Uriah player. Heap. I like that. Got some good bands. Yeah. So yeah. he's somebody. Uh, I never actually knew his name, but I know his bands. Right. So he's. I would be the same way. I don't know. I wouldn't know the name, but I know all the people he played with. Yeah. So he's a good bass player, but he, what he told them, Motley Crue, they asked his opinion about. Oh, okay. And he told them, you know, you, why fix something that isn't broken? Exactly. And he said, you guys got chemistry, and Mick Mars is, is part of the signature sound of Motley Crue. And, and somewhat the look. Yeah. Just because of who he, what he, yeah. And so he said he thinks that, you know, what his opinion meant something because. That helped Mick Mars not get fired, huh? Mick Mars never got fired. Huh. But I just, when I think about that, Motley Crue without Mick Mars, I can't. No. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think they would have been successful if they would have dropped Mix Mars. It's kind of like when they dropped Vince Neil when he was race car driving, they said. And okay. Was a bit more time. It was in the 90s. And they got John Karabi, which is a great, Oh, that's right. Which is a great artist. I got to mention him sometimes because he's in, got a lot of good songs. He's in a lot of good bands. But their album, Motley Crue, their self-titled album, which it was kind of weird they got a new singer and they self-titled their album, Motley Crue. Right. Uh, which was a great album. I thought it was a great album, but it wasn't Molly Crew. Um, but John Krabi is amazing. You know? I remember that back. But then they didn't sure. accept that album. Didn't sell. That no, it didn't. Album. No, I mean it tanked. I didn't buy it. Yeah, it didn't have Vince Neil. Yeah. So to me, it was like not having Lindsey Buckingham on Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they're not Fleetwood Mac anymore. Now imagine how much the sound would have changed. Right. Without. Mick Mars's guitar style playing. Yeah. I, I he's unique. Very unique. And he's underrated. And I love him. I agree with you 100%. He's on my list. You have a list? No. Yeah, my guitar list. I think I'm up to uh, uh, 964,221. <laughs> and still adding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably how my singer's going to be, too, in my front. Yeah. Room. And my yep. bass players, my porn stars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, All right, guys. Well, on the porn star note, we're going to stop. We're done for this one. Hope you guys are having a good time. Uh, we're going to give away another T-shirt, maybe a kiss look. We are out of here. Peace. Don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Yeah.